Zero. Toward the end zone. It's a diving catch. It's going to be a touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Dallas second and five at the New England 20. Prescott back. Deep fade. Left side. Up in the air. Caught it. End zone. C.D. Lamb. Touchdown, Cowboys. Daniels wants to throw. He's being chased by Cedric Johnson. Now steps back to the left. Throws toward the back of the end zone. The pass is going to be deflected and incomplete. It's there over. is no flag. It's over. Has won over LSU 55 to 49. Wow. Balls on the right hash, second down 10 on the Duke 30. Hands off to Estime, up the middle, keeps his feet running. He'll do it. He'll score. Five. Touchdown, Irish. And it's a handoff, Brooks up the middle. First down and more. JD, say goodnight to this one. Jonathan Brooks, 54 yards for a Texas Longhorn touchdown. Rolling right back to throw on third and nine. Still looking. Now he tosses deep downfield. Intercepted. Billy Bowman picked it off. He's on the run. Far side to the 30. He's got a convoy to the 20, to the 10. Pick six. Billy Bowman pick six. Hey, listen, everybody. You know the road to the Big 12 championship always runs through Norman, Oklahoma. So let's go, and let's get started in here. Let's go. I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. Hour three, zero in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. Uh, it is, by the way, the one-year anniversary this week of this tj he's really good you know he uh brett has always uh <laughs> calling cowherd and steve sarkeesian yeah, both, both calling brett. him brett uh so i will see somebody will say something this week somebody will say something right i'll be some trash talk at some point hopefully back I hope and so forth. Boring, oh you texas week has arrived ladies and gentlemen you know you woke up this morning a little your blood's pumping a little harder it's going to be fun. All right, let's revisit uh, college football from the weekend, TJ. Uh, let's see here. BYU beat Cincinnati Friday night 35-27. I tried my hardest to stay up and watch that game. I was really excited about it. I just couldn't make it. <laughs> this weekend was a really tough sleeping weekend for me because there was a lot of stuff late at night I wanted to watch. Sure. And the Ryder Cup early in the morning I wanted to watch. 
and I just got all out of whack. So I ended up watching quite a bit of Ryder Cup. Unfortunately, we lost 16 and a half, 11 and a half, but God, that's great drama. Texas over, let's see, this is a big 12 scores. Texas over Kansas, 40 to 14. We talked a little about that. Texas Tech down early, rallied to beat Houston, 49 28. How about Dave Aranda and your Baylor Bears, Teach? How sexy is he? What did they score? Like 27, 26, 27 points in the fourth? 26. In the fourth, 29 unanswered. Yeah. They were down 35-7 to seven in the third quarter. 35-10 to 10 going to the fourth quarter and won. Biggest comeback in Baylor history, 36-35. Did you talk to him this weekend? I just sent him a text, a little kissy face emoji. Mm-hmm. And West Virginia is 4-1. and one. How about that? They beat TCU 24-21 in Fort Worth. What do you think about the Mountaineers? Are we overlooking the Mountaineers here? I have definitely overlooked them because I don't think I've seen one second of them. I might be wrong about that. <laughs> I don't know that I have either. I don't think I have. I feel like I watched a little bit of that Penn State game like the first week of the year maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. They're coming to Norman here in a, you know, in a while. I've obviously might be a game. got my attention more than they did going into the season, for sure. Absolutely. They're opposite of what, you know, uh, everyone thought Tech was going to be this year. Uh, Tech's already sitting at three losses, and, and there's West Virginia at four and one. So. Picked last. Yeah. Big 12 preseason poll. Picked 14th out of 14. All right, top 25, Friday night. Number 19, Oregon State beat number 10, Utah, 21 to 7. Georgia struggled. Got by Auburn 27-20. Auburn ahead a lot of that game. Uh, Georgia does not look unbeatable. How about that? Is that fair? It's absolutely fair. And they were very beatable on Saturday. Like you said, Auburn, I thought, was going to get them there for a little while in that thing, even into the second half. So um, definitely, the tight end's definitely name? more what's beatable. The, what's the tight end's name? Bowers? Brock uh, Bowers? Bowers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean... Dude, like they don't win that game without him. No, he is a, a man. He's a beast, yeah. yeah. Number two, Michigan, 45-7 to seven over Nebraska. I mean, they they haven't been close with anybody yet, and Nebraska is no great shakes, but that game was in Lincoln. Michigan might be, I mean, they've gone to back-to-back college football playoffs, so this is no surprise, but they're looking good. Penn State over Northwestern on the road, 41-13. They're 5-0. Arizona, Washington beat Arizona. It's the first week Washington, though, hadn't looked like world beaters. Yeah. 31-24. Arizona's no good. That game was tight right to the end. Surprised by that. We had a lot of people that had Washington for their lock of the week, and it was like a 17-20 point spread, something like that. USC, 48-41 over Colorado. Some of the worst clock management I've ever seen at the end of a game. <laughs> I don't know what Dion and Colorado were thinking. It was I think they really thought they were down by one score and just completely butchered that thing at the end. They should have scored to go within the one with four minutes left and said they just left seconds on the clock and just made no sense the way they managed that thing. Running the ball. Alex right Grinch up the middle. getting pummeled. Should be. Uh, that game was a blowout, 
and then Colorado closed strong to make it a game. I mean, it was an onside kick away from them having a chance to go win it. It is amazing how much we hate Lincoln Riley around here because <laughs> Campus Corner completely turned into Deion Sanders fans. Oh, yeah. Late in that game, they were going wild with every Colorado score. I was screaming at, at the TV. Yo Pablo at, uh, on, you know, in the middle of the street, they had a big screen up. It was funny. Hey, everybody, yours truly here. <laughs> I was just sitting and watching this game with some people. They, they actually are trying to convince me that Alex Grinch was the same defensive coordinator that Lincoln had at OU. I find that hard to believe. That's my OJ video from That's Saturday. That's an unbelievable <laughs> OJ impersonation. I'd like to thank you for dragging OJ Simpson into my timeline <laughs> once or twice a year. <laughs> Your your reply was hilarious. Something about he forgot Alex Grinch was his defensive coordinator last year, and he also forgot that the glove didn't fit or something like that. <laughs> right. Oh, he's one of my great joys in the world. Oregon messed around and uh, f- finally pulled away from Stanford 42-6. to Notre Dame broke my heart. Drake and I were high-fiving in the radio booth Saturday night about our calling of the Duke upset of Notre Dame. Fourth and sixteen. Oh. We, uh, my kids, watching this thing on my phone as we're walking back to the car after the game, and uh, he's uh, just cheering on uh, Notre Dame. Yes, yes. I still do not understand why your son <laughs> hates me so much. I said, why do you care so much about Toby's picks? Toby's the one that trash talks me and picks on me all the time. And I said, yeah, I know how you feel. Alabama over Mississippi State, 40-17. to Ole Miss knocks off LSU in a game that looked a lot like 2016 OU-Texas Tech. <laughs> it did, just back and forth scoring all day long. 55-49. to Let me look at this uh, box score here. How many, how many yards did we have? Jaden Daniels threw for uh, 4-14. Jackson Dart threw for 389. Uh, do I have total yards on here? I do not. It was a wild game. Ole Miss happened to score last and held them out of the end zone. So LSU's out of it. That's two losses for them. Uh, who's the other team that uh, is out of it already? Clemson. Clemson's out of it. Mm-hmm. Clemson and LSU both, they're done. We're not halfway through the season yet. LSU, two losses already in Aren't they Alabama this week? I mean, I, get, I think they get them at home, but I think Alabama. Oh, hang on. This we'll week. get there. Okay. All right. Sorry. I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know. Tennessee over South Carolina, 41 to 20. Mark Stoops and Kentucky were not messing around. No. They are 5 and 0. Oh. They plastered the Gators 33-14, and it was all running game. It was uh, it was over quick, too. It's like, we're going to uh, beat you down early and then uh, – uh, just keep you down. So yeah, they had less than a hundred yards passing. Mm-hmm. Kentucky, Missouri's five and zero. Oh. This does not work well for our. We're flipping that guy's storyline yeah, so far this year. Winning. Teach keep winning. But it was Vanderbilt, but still thirty eight twenty one. And Fresno State is five and zero. Oh. They're ranked twenty seven to nine over Nevada. I believe it's pronounced. All right, let's look at this week, Teach. Here's what we got coming up this week. We'll start with top twenty five games. Maryland at Ohio State, two undefeated teams there. I don't know how good Maryland is. They got the younger Tungavaloa kid, but they're 5-0. and 
LSU's at Missouri this oh, week. Oh, Missouri, team. that's who it was. I knew that it was a ranked team. I was thinking it was Bama. And they're favored by six and a half, LSU is. That game is in Columbia. Washington State, ranked number 13 at UCLA. Underdog, Washington State on the road. Florida State unbeaten. They host Virginia Tech. That shouldn't be a problem. Alabama at Texas A&M. Okay, okay. 2.30 kickoff CBS. Bama an early two-and-a-half-point favorite. A&M's a hard team to decipher right now. They're without their starting quarterback, but they've looked better since he went down, I think. Mm-hmm. Your North Carolina Tar Heels hosting Syracuse. Mac and the boys are 4 0. I can't wait for this one. Hopefully, OU wins Saturday, Teach, so I can listen to this game on my drive home. If OU loses, I always go music on my drive home because I can't stand the thought of the rest of college football. You don't want uh, happiness for Kentucky or Georgia. I don't even want to think about football if they lose. You've got 5-0 and Kentucky at 5-0 and Georgia. Georgia is a 15-point favorite. That seems like too many early in the week anyway after how good Kentucky looked last week. Number two, Michigan at Minnesota. Shouldn't be an issue. Notre Dame at Louisville. It'll be their third consecutive undefeated team that they've played. Notre Dame, that is. Arkansas goes to Ole Miss. These are night games. Miami hosting Georgia Tech. Fresno State at Wyoming. Late night, Oregon State at Cal. And your USC Trojans hosting Arizona. Uh, Let me go Big 12 here. Obviously, OU Texas at 11 a.m. Friday night, Teach. How about this? Friday night this week, as you're down in Dallas with your revelry, your Friday night revelry, you've got OSU K-State. In Stillwater, 6.30 Friday night. It just seems unusual to me, but all right. K-State, an 11-point road favorite over the Pokes. Mm. Wow. Cowboys with good teams have struggled against K-State. So have the Sooners, by the way, but OSU has too. Saturday, 3 o'clock, Kansas and UCF in Lawrence. 7 o'clock, your Baylor Bears hosting Texas Tech. And also 7 o'clock, TCU at Iowa State. All right, there you go, Teach. What do you think about the slate this week? Uh, There are some uh, games I've got my eye on. Obviously, that Kentucky-Georgia game will be fun with the way Georgia struggled this past week. And um, a few other Texas matchups, A&M, Alabama. Alabama, Texas A&M. Yeah, there's, so there's some good matchups this week. I saw a great uh, tweet this week. So there's a guy, I don't know if you follow him or not, goes by SEC Mike. I do not follow SEC Mike, no. He's a he's a let me see what his title is here. He, he I mean he's I think he's actually like a reporter or something. Let me see if I can find SEC Mike. Anyway, he puts out a uh SEC ranking every week. His own personal SEC Mike ranking. He's got 55,000 followers. Let's see. He hosts that SEC podcast, highest-rated SEC podcast on Apple and Spotify. He has worked for Fox Sports. You know, he's not a nobody. He's, he's, I don't know who he is, but he's hes a somebody, I guess. Nobody's a nobody. You know what I'm saying, Teach? I'm talking myself into a problem here. But he puts out his own SEC mic, SEC rankings every week. And this week he's got Texas 1, Oklahoma 2. 
He's been putting Oklahoma in his SEC rankings every nice. day. Uh, and somebody replied to that, who would have thunk it? OU and Texas carrying two different conferences in the same year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, and that's the one thing with this game this Saturday. From what I've seen so far, it's very likely they meet again for that championship, which everyone thought could be the case, but it's it's early still. There's a, a good way chance. To go, but there's a good chance. So Saturday, whichever program you are, it may not go your way, but I think you're going to have another opportunity come early December. So Winning Saturday is huge. Huge. Massive. But not as big as winning the next go-around. Yes. If you get to play again. Because exactly. that one's going to decide who gets into the college football playoff. Without potentially. A doubt. Yes. Potentially. No, you make a good point. I hate it when you make a good point. But you've done it. I don't think I'm the first to have made that point this week, probably. Your dad gum went and done it. scenario's out there. So We also got to keep an eye on Jatavian Sanders' status this week. They're massive... Very talented tight end. Left the game with a apparent ankle injury last Saturday. Uh, and, and you know how that goes. It depends on if it's high ankle or not. Going to be tough for him to play or at least be at 100% if that's a high ankle sprain. Or, or maybe even if it's not. But that could be a big factor for the Texas offense. He is, a, he is next to Brock Bowers, probably the best tight end in America. 820, back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Any excuse to play this song. Welcome back, everybody. Can uh, I? Yeah, go ahead. Can I say something about that call for a second? Yes. Somebody sent me a clip from the in the booth of that call Saturday, and it's funny I hate those, by the way. I hate them with a passion. But <laughs> when he picks it off, you know, I'm sitting, we're all sitting down, okay? When he picks it off, we get excited. I think Teddy puts, like, one arm in the air. You know how he does when there's yes. a big play? He, like, puts one arm in the air. And then there's that moment when it's, like, right when you say he's got, like, when the realization hits, he's got a convoy. Like, he's got the corner, and he's got blockers, and he's going to go. I, you can see it all hit all of our eyes at the same time. Like I stand up, Teddy hits both arms in the air, and it was, it was great. Like Stats has his fist out. Like it's, it was a great moment where you can, all of our eyes at the same time go from excited there's an interception to he's going to score. It was, it was funny. How about, uh, the, uh, in the booth of Teddy playing air guitar? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I was laughing Putting on so a show hard. at halftime. <laughs> I was laughing so hard at that over the weekend. I well, I bet I watch it like ten times. Who's <laughs> uh, the best? This is brought to you by RK Black, your office technology solutions. Help you with fax, printer, copier, whatever your office may need. Four zero five nine four three ninety eight hundred or rkblack.com. dot uh, com. Let's see, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. After spending all summer taking pot shots at OU Texas, the Big 12 gets giddy and retweets the Red River Rivalry College Game Day announcement Saturday night. They were roasted by OU Texas fans in their replies. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's great. Uh, Any chance your mark shows up? No chance, right? Shows up to game day or the game or either to the one. game. Um, no, no, no chance he's on game day. Is there any chance he shows up to the game? I think there's a part of him 
that likes being villain to those two uh, programs hmm. right now. So I think, yeah, he might just to embrace the booing. Because he would get it from both sides. It would be it, both sides would be uh, uh, joined together in that one, high fiving and hugging one another. Like um, I'm still calling for a pregame 100,000 person SEC chant. I think it would be awesome. Right uh, before kickoff, that would be great. Well, the it won't happen. People will get so caught up in wanting to win the game. There's no way they'll cooperate. But it would be amazing. Uh, if both games are close, do OU and Texas both get into a playoff? So Entirely. You're talking, you're yeah, talking if they split and then both games close, obviously. We have had occasions, and TCU is one of them last year, where a team has lost the championship game and still got in. It would be tough for OU to do it, in my opinion, because of their schedule. If Texas... Only loss is a close loss to OU in the Big 12 championship game. With the road win over Alabama on their schedule, they would have a chance. You agree with that? I mean, obviously it depends on what else is going on in the rest of the country. If you've got still a whole bunch of undefeated teams, it's hard. But Mm -hmm. if Texas' only loss is a thriller to OU in the Big 12, and they've already beaten OU once, and they've beaten Alabama and Tuscaloosa, they could still get in. Yeah, I, I don't think a one loss, say it's reversed and OU loses in the Big 12 championship, I don't think they get in with their schedule, just what you're basing it on. Uh, yeah, possibly. just said that. You're yeah. agreeing with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it depends. Like, A lot could happen with the other teams surrounding it, too. Maybe they end up with two if losses or whatever. But If their regular season win over Texas is a blowout, you know, a, a, um, resounding win, and the rest of the year OU looks great, and their their only loss is a close one to Texas. You know, it's an instant classic. Then maybe if if the right scenario happened around the rest of the country, where there was, you know, they're taking some one loss teams, and then maybe, but more likely it would be Texas than OU just because of their non con schedules this year. Uh, I laughed during a Coca-Cola commercial as Teddy was drinking a Dr. Pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one thinks that uh, Brett Yormark's a creepy AI uh, robot. (laughs) That may be true. Uh, This one, like everyone to know, it's never too early to start hating Texas. Hate is great. Hate week is awesome. I hate the Texas. uh, I'm not going to read that. A.K.A. the Shorthorns. Boomer Sooner, baby. Crimson Avenger. Avenge me, Sooners. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Avenger. Uh, Gunny says, I think that's supposed to be great, not get. Great call Saturday, T-Row. Nice video of the start of the fourth quarter from Turkey Bacon also. Hmm. Uh, oh, I put out. Oh, did light, you put out a yeah, 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 video. social media yeah, from yeah. your uh, in your lower bowl Lowed seats with your family? Seats, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In the Big 12, that would be terrible defense. In the SEC, it's just good football. I think that's going back to the uh, LSU game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. No, that's, that's how it works, Steve. That's how it works. The 55-49 game. What a thriller. Uh, let's see here. I just left Boulder. This one says, I went to the game this weekend with Muleshoe, and he did not disappoint. Laughing face emojis. OU number one. 
they are, I mean, the spitting image. Yeah, they're the exact same team. Of the Oklahoma teams we had around here. Yeah, absolutely. Undefeated, but USC fans full of angst over how the defense is playing. We've been there many times. How surprised some of them are is what makes me laugh. So, um, Frat Bro Mark says, I like how OU is not on any national TV shows and way down on the news feeds. This is perfect. It feels kind of like 2000. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities so far. Uh, OU being off the radar changes Saturday if they win. Exactly, and they don't have well, the gauntlet to run through like that team did. Honestly, it changes Saturday right now. I mean, it changes right now because you are getting a whole lot of OU Texas this week. Oh, man, the Everywhere. video that game day put out yesterday, and yeah, mm-hmm. all eyes are on that game. There's no doubt. Uh, watching on... Watching OU on TV, I see a guy on the sideline with a blue top and a bright yellow cap. I've noticed him twice, and I saw a similar dressed guy on the TV broadcast of other games. What is this guy? I would need a photo to to know. I'll look for that. I'm going to watch the replay back today, and I'll look for that. I don't know the answer to that. Is it it, um, in the bench area, or is it on the ends? I, Um, I don't know that I noticed him, so I don't know that I can answer that, so... You know, some of those coaches who are sending in signals sometimes will wear a different color than everybody else so that the quarterback or the linebacker, whoever, can find them easily. Uh, That happens frequently. But I have not noticed that with OU, and so I can't help you out yet. So I'll try to get to the bottom of that. Someone's saying it's Chavis. That's how he he stands out so that you can see where he's at. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's see here. Oh, scrolling down, scrolling down. My three biggest keys this weekend. This is from LG Sooner sixty three. Okay. Number one, the defense can't afford to have a slow defensive start against Texas like it did Iowa State. Two, field position will be more important in this game than it has been so far for this season. Have to sure up the punter. And three, the running game has to somewhat stand up. Or some, someone has to stand <laughs> in up. In other words, all the things all the they things didn't that, like about this Saturday yeah. have to get fixed next and, and Saturday. And you mentioned the, the, the punting, that it does have mm-hmm. to be better and field position will be important. So, um. uh, uh, Chris Plank says, James Skalski, uh, the so the linebacker from Clemson who works for us now as an analyst, and Miguel Chavis both wear that yeah. on the sidelines. A lot of those coaches do that uh, for a lot of teams just to stand out so guys can look over and find them easily. And um, I don't disagree with, with the blue and yellow shirt, a hat, you know. I don't disagree with LG Sooner. I think that field position could be a factor. If it's a low-scoring game, that's always possible. So the punt game needs to be better. Getting off to a slow start, defensively would not help the case. But if you fall behind early in this game, you're not buried. Uh, Merv used to always say, boys, it's going to be a long day. (laughs) Whatever happens early, don't get too excited or too down in the dumps. And he's right. There is no longer game than OU Texas. 
and you can be up 20 or down 20, and you are not out of it because the momentum swings are massive. Um, so, yes, it's better to get ahead than fall behind, no doubt. What was the other thing he said there? Uh, field position, field position, defense fall running behind game early. has to have someone stand up. Mm. That would be awesome. If somebody broke out and went for 150 yards, that would be fantastic. Does that have to happen for Oklahoma to win? I don't think so. I think that the rest of their offense, I, I think it's fine that the running game is a complementary piece this year. Not dominant, complementary, as long as they can continue to be as effective as they have been throwing the football because that passing game is a big-time weapon right now. Will it be against Texas? I don't know, but they have been awesome this year. The wide receivers, Gibson, Farouk, Anderson, Anthony, Stoops, Freeman, add Thompson in now. Gabriel has been dynamic. So it would be awesome, but I don't know if you have to have it to win. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. On the field with Gentry Williams. Congrats, man. Great game tonight. First of all, how you feeling? How's everything doing shoulder-wise? You in good shape? I feel great. You know, we had a great team effort. Anytime you get a win under the Palace Lights, it's amazing, man. I feel great. You know, last year you were a part of this team, but this year you got a major role. So you're out there. The lights are going off. It's Big 12 play. What what, what that feel like? What that mean to you? It feels great. You know, we, we work really hard with our guys on the field every single day throughout the week. And, you know, to see it execute day in and day out, it's just amazing. You know, I'm really happy that we got to do this. You know, we got to keep building. How proud are you right now of what this defense is doing? Well, I, I understand there's always going to be a long way to go. It, it can always be better. But how do you feel about the way this defense is coming together? I feel good. You know, we had a couple mistakes today. You know, we're going to own that up. We're going to clean it up tomorrow, you know. But I do feel good about where we're headed, you know. Oh, Everybody's locked in. Yeah, yeah. And then just one final thought. You mentioned the crowd. How about this crowd here tonight? How special was that? Nothing like it. You know, this is one-on-one. -on -one. You know, I'm very, very glad to be here with OU and – Man, I appreciate everything they sing, everything they do. Oh, and then overcoming adversity. You had a couple of bad drives by their uh, defensively, right? But you got to clean it up. How'd you guys not get frustrated? How'd you stay together? You just got to be able to respond. I think we responded really well. You know, we can't have those mistakes. And, you know, we're going to own up to it and just move on. But we responded very well, and I think that's something that we got to build on. Hey, congrats, Gentry. Thank you, Booker T. Washington, right there. That kid is becoming a star. Sooner fans, uh, two picks on the year, three in his career. His physicality on the run game and the bubble screens and all that kind of stuff on the edge. He's a he's a little he's not huge, but he's bigger than your average corner. Um he's having a good year. He's having a really good year. Excited for him. And one thing they hit on there, TJ, kudos to Sooner fans. Really, you you mentioned it Friday night when you were down there. Oh my goodness! Friday the whole night. weekend started. Uh, that's what Bob said. The whole weekend <laughs> was electric. Campus corner Friday night, Saturday, the crowd, everything. I mean, if they win, the next next home game is not till October twenty first. But that place is going to be bananas. His fan base is excited right now. So yeah, it was a, 
it was impressive what I saw this weekend. Like I said, I there have been many a Friday nights I go and set up that equipment at Balfour or drop it off or whatever. I, I've never seen Campus Corner like that. Even on Parents Week, I mean, this is not like this was the first Parents Weekend that we've ever had. But, I mean, when I drove up, I said, I'm going to be in trouble here. I don't know that I'm ever going to find parking. I, I drove through the neighborhood surrounding it. Places had lines out the door already at like 5.30. So it was it was really, really busy and really cool to see on Friday night. It was a completely different feel than even on a normal uh, Friday night before a game day. QB comparison going into this. Dylan Gabriel completing 75% of his passes on the year. Quinn Ewers, 66 Gabriel, 15 touchdown passes, Ewers, 10. Gabriel, two interception, Ewers, one. Gabriel, four rushing touchdowns, Ewers, five. Gabriel, 318 yards a game passing, Ewers, 271. A lot more will go into it than this, but I do think at the end of the day, the winning team, the quarterback has had the better day. That's a simple thing to say, and maybe it's obvious. But these are two really good quarterbacks. I think these might be two of the top. I don't know. I I haven't put pen to paper to add it up. Two of the top seven or eight quarterbacks in America. Is that fair, Teej? That's probably accurate. Is it too many, too few? I don't know. Maybe in that range. And both running games are going to have a hard time, in my opinion. Now, I know that uh, Texas guy just had a big day. I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden. Uh, Brooks. Jonathan Brooks. It's been hard to run against OU this year. Really, They've been really good against the run. So if that's the case, if both teams can't, you know, live on the running game, and I don't think they will be able to then it's going to come down to Gabriel versus Ewers here. Both of them have very good receiving cores. And the quarterback that has the better, both of them capable of making plays with their legs. The winner of that battle may very well win this game. There's your Mr. Obvious uh, point of the day. All right, Teach. um, Relax today because tomorrow it's time to stress out. Your Rangers are in the playoffs. Oh, man. Here's your day the butterflies one. Butterflies have already started this week. Wild card slate tomorrow. You've got four games. Rangers are the first one out of the box. The first pickle out of the jar. Two o'clock at Tampa. Who are you throwing tomorrow? I was just about to look at that because we have no one left. Uh, it's mm. probably going to be Evaldi, I would think, but I'm trying to get it to pull up here. Toronto at Minnesota at 3.30. The National League games are the late games. 6 o'clock, Arizona at Milwaukee. And 7 o'clock, Florida at Philly. Still no announcement from the Rangers. Glasnow going for the uh, Rays, as expected. We'll be back with Chris Plank. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800. Or visit rkblack.com. It is time for the crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat.
Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. My man tore it up again Saturday night, Chris Plank. On the sidelines, post-game interviews, everything. Plank Show, good morning. How are you today? But, Toby, much like most either Dylan Gabriel detractors or OU defense, you know, perfectionists, there was one mistake that I will carry with me for this entire week, and that is the audio wasn't what it needed to be on the Brent Venables interview. So I will be running gassers. After yeah. the show's over today, take two was fine. Working. Take it was his second one was great. Did you ever? But see, I went back through because literally, I wore this all night. I just to let you know that it made me so <laughs> mad at me. I wore this all night. I went back, but you never threw to it, and it wasn't there, right? It wasn't a hey, let's no. go down to Chris with Brit. No, no, no. I, when I pulled it up, I saw a flat line, and so yeah, I was too. like, I better check this out during the break. And so I tossed a break, checked it out, nothing there, and then and then you sent it again, and it was fine. So nobody listening knew was any the wiser. I'll be doing pull-ups. I'll grab the microphone, do some mic curls. Well, this week's your yeah. toughest week. Because of the because oh. of the uh, Cotton Bowl setup, it is mm-hmm. ve- this makes your postgame very difficult unless OU wins. If That's they win, you can, you can knock out a ton on the field, which is awesome. Yeah. But still, the, the the I don't know. You can explain to people. OU Texas is different than any other game we cover post game wise. Yeah, and and part of it is because I think it's fair to say, in, in my calc, if I'm misidentifying any of this, it, anytime you're on the road, you still control your post game, right? There's no set time when you're when your coach has to be there. There's there's no, there's, but at the Cotton Bowl, and I don't know. Not, don't, not us. Really, the, the the home team like controls its own post game. Yes, right, not exactly, the radio crew. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Just clarify. Right, right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, if I, I didn't mean to make it seem like we did. We run this show, Toby. I tell <laughs> the referee when he can toss the coin. No, but uh, I feel that Cotton happens Bowl, sometimes. <laughs> I think that actually does. He'll nod place. at him and he'll nod at me. I'm like, yeah. all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the Cotton Bowl, I don't know if it's the Big Twelve or I don't know if it's. The sponsor or i don't know if it's a cotton bowl but there's like this um there's like this media mafia it's like a bowl game reason. yeah it very there you go you took the word it's like a bowl game and so the setup is losing team goes first then the winning team goes and it's not like a one coach bunch of, it's a it's a whole setup and you got all the players up there so we've had a good plan in the past and it's worked out um, but unfortunately, also, it's uh, that's a tough place Wi-Fi-wise. There's a lot of people around there. So yeah. uh, most of our best laid plans go uh, imploded if we don't get that dub. So let's get that dub, make it easy this week. And if not, we'll be playing, what, what's it called when they pass the baton and track? I don't know if there's an official name for it. But we may be baton yeah, re- passing relay. cell phones. Yeah. yeah, we may be relaying cell phones to get them up to Toby if necessary. We'll get it. We'll figure it out. We'll get we'll it. figure it out. No problem. What, what, give me your lasting, other than your giant screw-up in the postgame, what is your lasting that, thought from Saturday night? Uh, I really, I'm really impressed with Dylan Gabriel. I mean, I, I, I know that there's always that level that you're up to. And, you know, I, Steve Bullard is one of my favorite follows on Twitter. And Steve does his uh, Sunday morning recaps where he kind of goes back through and watches the tape. And he said he said something about Dylan Gabriel that 
really resonated with me, uh, and, I, and I think most fans should feel this way too, because it's almost as if what Dylan Gabriel is doing. While we're all excited, we're all excited about the future, right? With Jackson Arnold and what he could potentially be, but the the term he used was expectation changing play by Dylan Gabriel. Uh, here, here's the phrase because I loved it. He goes. His emergence has also been a season expectation changer for me. And I'm really, I'm watching him now, uh, Toby, when he comes off like I used to follow around Baker and Kyler and Jalen, because he's doing things leadership wise that he didn't do last year. He's doing things emotionally that he didn't do last year. And I'm not saying that there's a right way or a wrong way. We can debate who was in the wrong on the Jalil Farouk pick, but they had a conversation about it. And then when they went back out in the field, it was over. And I thought it was funny. I thought it was one of our better post-game conversations uh, that I've had with Dylan because yeah. when we were done, and I think when, I think I think Brian Duty was there with us too. We literally sat there and talked for like three or four more minutes because I was like, "Hey, t- take me through that, right? You know, help me better understand when you guys have a disagreement like that, or when something is going wrong. You know, what's allowed you to be able to say, "Hey, that's not right," or, or is that just?" your relationship. And he sat there and talked with us about it for a while. It was really eye-opening. So I, I thought I thought what we see and continue to see from Dylan Gabriel is pretty awesome. And I can't wait to I can't wait to see Chris, how he handles his first time at OU Texas. It's really simple. Just don't throw it to the wrong team. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not more complicated than that. All right. Come on. <laughs> right. It's all that simple. Um all right, hey man. Great job. Have a good show today. Are we talking later today or no? It's up to you. I'm wide open today. So whatever fits your schedule, yeah. I'm ready to roll. I'm good. I can do it today. And you have already yeah. done pregame and halftime interviews this week, I am told. Ooh, to which Is that right? Is that true? Sounds good to me. I've done a lot of All-State <laughs> interviews, so we should be good. Okay. All right. We'll double-check that then. Well, <laughs> you just If that's true, I'm such a happy camper right now. Yeah, I think, Chris, it's, true. Have, I think it's true. I think we're good to go. All right. Have a great show. See you, buddy. Thanks to you fine folks. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a, oh, Rudy's tonight. We'll see you there. Have a great Monday, everybody.